0: John likes second, lives in Indiana, you know Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars and Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast That is the Lack of Genius Podcast and it's good to be here, John Um... Uh, it is. First episode since we've kind of gone to our new format of, uh, mm-hmm. of, of releasing monthly episodes. And, and we may even have uh, more than monthly episodes if, uh, if things work out in our world. But, um, John, it's great to have you here. But we have a, we have a guest that I am um, so excited about. Jason, first of all, hello, Jason. It's great to have you here.
1: Hi, Kevin and John. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, we do we do a little pre-show here, so so John, Jason, and I have been chatting a little bit. And one thing I meant to ask is the pronunciation of your last name because it's a little bit tough to to decipher. It's, uh, can you say it for us, Jason?
1: Yeah, it's uh, uh, my wife doesn't love me because of this, but it's Jason Esther Heyzen.
0: Esther Esther Is that a German last name or? Uh, it's. I think it's Dutch. Dutch.
1: Um, I'm from South Africa, so yeah. a lot of Good people there Dutch. have Dutch. Yeah.
0: Good chance it's Dutch. Well, you, that's a great transition because um, w- we have you here specifically to talk about. National beat baseball, which we, we will get into. Um, but mm-hmm. I am very interested and compelled by your story and how you've become, you have become, you are legally blind. You were t- totally blind, if I'm not mistaken. And, right. and you said you were willing to kind of tell the story to us. Can I just kind of hand over the reins to you and you can, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about you?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so in 2011, I was in a car accident, which left me totally blind. From there I attended a bunch of uh, rehab classes, I t- attended a school for the blind where I found out about you know adaptive sports for blind people. Um, eventually I got invited to come over to the US from South Africa to participate in a FDA feasibility study for mm-hmm. an experimental brain implant that restores functional vision to blind people. So that's what brought me over to the US and then I found beep baseball an adapted (laughs) form of baseball for the blind and visually impaired and i fell in love immediately yeah
0: (laughs) yeah jason and i had a a phone conversation uh that's we've yet to meet in person though uh interestingly enough jason and i we we live like like within a mile of each other something real close didn't we establish that jason uh yeah, we left pretty close to each other. Yeah. Yeah. So so, so there <laughs> is So
2: that'll take you like what? An an hour because exactly. of the LA traffic. Yeah, yeah, traffic to go that one, yeah mm. exactly.
0: <laughs> um so there is the possibility that we will be able to uh to, to meet each other in person, but um we've you know during that phone conversation um, that was the one thing that I that, that really struck out to me is how much you really loved this sport and loved being a part of it. And just to just to backtrack briefly, though, I just think that, the, you know, when I hear experimental brain implant, uh, that's got to be terrifying <laughs> and exciting all at the same time. You must have had the gamut of emotions during that time.
1: Yeah, no, it was uh, when I first found out that I was chosen as one of six people in the world, it was sort of like, is this real? <laughs> Uh, is this really happening um my wife and i were actually in the u.s you know to come and see the doctors and be touristy tourists mm-hmm. and uh, three days before we were scheduled to fly back to south africa i got the email that are like hey your surgery is scheduled in four weeks we're like um what Amazing. <laughs> and um <laughs> that meant we had to stay in the u.s for at least five years to conclude the fda trial so we had wow. to call our families and be like hey so we're not coming
0: back for <laughs> a while <laughs> wow
1: but yeah it, no, it was roller coaster of emotions for sure i
0: bet and i bet in a strange maybe in a strange way but your family was probably very excited for you oh, I'm yeah, sure I nervous know. as well but like wow you got chosen for this this is amazing
1: yeah and then only you realize like oh yeah i'm i'm going to get brain surgery i'm getting a brain implant yeah. that's crazy so yeah then like actually hit to but I mean, before yeah. that moment, the doctors are like, yeah, so this is going to, you know, this is a procedure. This is what's going to happen. These are the risks, whatever. And you're like, yep, 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 yep. Just mm-hmm. give, me my, give me my implant. I want to see again. <laughs> Let's just do it. So, so what, was right?
0: the, what was the effect of it? What, what were the results?
1: Yeah. Um, so it's an external device that I wear that communicates to the internal um, uh, implant in the brain. So when I wear the device... I'm able to see movement. I can see, um, identify light sources. Wow. Um, so with that, you know, it, it gives you back a sense of vision again. It gives your sense back to you. So it's a hundred percent improvement from seeing absolutely nothing. I feel, wow. but being that it's the first of its kind, it's very. You know, raw, and it can definitely be improved in the future. And it's already there are already companies that are working on it. But yeah, I mean, that's a story for a different day. (laughs) Yeah,
0: well, well, Jason, man, Uh, go ahead, John.
2: I was going to say, what it sounds like to me, Kevin, is we're actually talking to a real-life cyborg. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah. Jordi LaForge to the max. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jason, I mean, <sighs> you're you're a pioneer. You you, I mean, yes, okay, you didn't invent this technology, but you were someone who was willing to do be part of this experiment and generations to come are going to, sounds like it's going to benefit from this technology because of mm-hmm. your willingness to do this and the experience that you're having and the feedback that you're giving to this, te- you know, like what an, and to be one in six people in the world, like
1: yeah.
0: you have better odds of being an Olympic athlete than that. You know, like that's, that's insane. <laughs>
1: Lottery. Yeah. No, I'm really grateful to be a part of it. I feel very honored that I got chosen. I mean, like you say, it is, we are like the pioneers, or laying the foundation for future um, implants and for vision rest- rest- restoration. So, yeah, I'm super proud and privileged to be a part of it. Yeah,
0: well, you know, I'm I, so much. I'm proud of you too, man. We just <laughs> met. I don't mean that facetiously. This is there's a certain emotion that I'm feeling right now of just like you know what that I, experience I mean, there, must be like. There's technically
2: been. More people on the moon yeah. <laughs> than people that have that implant.
0: Yeah, Jason, you're, you, we gotta, we better put you in the history books. Um, uh. to, for, you know, and we'll move on to, to beat baseball here. Just um, <laughs> that you know, to, to to think about your experience as someone who who was fully visually capable, have this tragic accident, uh, uh, lose your vision, and then to have this experience of actually being able to see movement, to to experience things. Yes, yeah, sure, it's not full vision, but there's... I mean, yeah, again, I feel emotional about that. That must've been such an experience. And I and just really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing a little bit of that with us and our listeners. So thank yes. you for that.
1: Well, thank you. <laughs>
0: uh, National Beep Baseball, you, you have a five question quiz prepared for us. So obviously don't spoil anything for us, but can you, in a nutshell without, again, without giving away answers, kind of tell us what, what this is.
1: Okay, so Beep Baseball is an adapted form of baseball for blind and visually impaired players. It's usually played on a soccer field, so we don't need, like, the dirt um, part of a baseball field. Okay. We have a sighted pitcher pitching to a blind um, batter. As soon as the ball is put into play, the... Sorry, the, so the, the pitcher is on your team. Okay, so... Okay. As soon as the ball is put into play, there are six defensive players in the field, all wearing blindfolds, because blindness is a spectrum, right? So not everyone is totally blind. So that's just to... Mm-hmm even out all the odds so if the ball goes into the field there's a first base and a third base right so as soon as you make contact with the ball either base number one or base number three randomly goes off and starts emitting a, a, a audible tone you then as the batter have to run either to base one or base three and hit the base touch it before the defense picks up this beeping ball so if you touch it it's a run if they pick up the ball it's an out so it's really quick play it's <laughs> it's really intense because yeah. people are like literally superman tackling the bases to like spare that split second and the people in the field are like sacrificing their body like getting hit in the chest in the face and yeah, it's pretty intense, but it's super fun. Yeah,
0: I highly recommend anyone to go just look up highlights. Go, go just Google beep baseball because it's it's like nothing I've ever you know it's it's weird saying nothing I've ever seen. I, you know no. this is this is something I'm visually experiencing. Keeping in mind that the, the and and the ball is beeping the entire time. Is it like a consistent beep that w- that's heard throughout? Yes. So
1: there's there's like a pen that you pull out, and then the ball starts beeping, and that thing doesn't stop beeping until <laughs> so you put that pen. And- and that gets really irritating if you lose the pin and it's happened to quite a lot.
2: <laughs> it almost sounds like a grenade. It does almost sound like yeah, a that grenade. Pull
0: out the <laughs> pin and it's, yeah. It It is incredible watching highlights because yeah, the, the base, I, maybe you already said this, but it's like, if you can envision um, an inflatable punching bag where you, you, if I'm not mistaken, and you, it's weighted at the bottom, I believe. So it's, it's what is it, like five or six feet tall? and It's a weevil it's a, wobble.
1: Yeah, it's a four foot tall foam pillar yep. with the uh, electronics inside. Um, yes, but yeah, if you think of those things that you put the water in the bottom and you punch it and it goes up yes. and down, so sort of, sort of like that, but it doesn't come up automatically. I have to like put it back on its place. Got here.
0: it. But yeah, that's what the highlights are. Is you're just seeing these these players run at it, tackle it, and and it's you know again you you. Obviously, you can see that they have blindfolds on if you're watching this, so you know that they can't see, but to, you kind of put yourself in the mindset and realize, oh my gosh, they have to find this thing that's making noise. It is a fascinating experience for me as someone who can see to experience, uh, to to see that happening. So I'm so excited to learn more yeah. about this. Uh, John,
2: did you have anything else before getting to tidy up? I mean, obviously you said the pitcher is sighted. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine trying, I mean, one, hitting a baseball is hard enough anyways. <laughs> But doing it without looking and listening for the beep, like... It's
1: interesting that you did say that um, the pitcher, it's, it's an underhand pitch, and his whole agenda is to actually get the ball on your bat, right? So mm. at practice, okay. we sort of like learn how to time his cadence, because they do like a special cadence where they say, set, ready, ball, and then they pitch wow. it. Wow. So uh, you know you have that second that you have to respond to and like hit the ball.
0: Yeah, and John, to your point, that that was one of the first things that came through my head is like, well, how do you how do you hit a ball without seeing it? That you, you really have to be zeroed in. But as J- the, so Jason explained that there's that cadence, but also I guess it's kind of just like anything else. You practice it, you learn to zero in on that yeah. sound. You just you know that clearly people have figured it out. That's it's amazing to it's amazing to hear this. Tidea. Before we go, go, any further with the show, show. Tidy up before we go, go, fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Tidy up. Uh, Jason, you're the star of the show today in every, uh, <laughs> in every uh, segment that we're doing. Because... Uh, before the show, I asked Jason if he'd be willing to sort of take the reins on tidy up, and here's why. Um Jason and I, during our phone conversation, he, I was really uh, flattered and touched by this, Jason, that you took the time to listen to several episodes mm-hmm. and genuinely were expressing uh, how much you enjoyed it. I don't mean to be putting words in your mouth, but but I I just I say that because I was very touched by it. I really like that you took the time to listen, and you had specifically said that you listened to our summer camp episode. And part of the reason that you were drawn to that, my understanding is that you attended, I believe, what you said was your first summer camp as a a counselor or as some sort of um, staff um, for blind campers. And so um, for our tidy up section, I would love to hear about what that experience was like. Can you just give us an overall of what what this camp was and what your role was and how it went?
1: Sure. Um, So this was actually my first summer camp ever in my life because summer camp isn't really a thing back home in South Africa. So I went there as a um, camp counselor slash program and special events coordinator. And it's called Camp Bloomfield. It used to be held every year at Camp Bloomfield's facility in Malibu. But in 2018 in the Woolsey fire, it all burned down. Mm. Mm. So this year was the first time that they like resurrected Camp Bloomfield and they had it at a facility called Pathfinder Ranch up in Mountain Central California. Mm. So we went out there Bunch of blind kids. <laughs> so okay. So Camp Bloomfield is for blind children, youth, and adults, right? So and families. So there were three stations. The first one was just children. The second one was for eighteen-year-olds and up. And then the third one was for families, like with. So that would that would be like either a blind parent with sighted children or sight uh, blind children with sighted parents, so that everyone could attend and see what it's like. And we had canoeing, horse riding, archery, um, baseball, everything you would have, I assume, at a normal summer camp, but just a little bit more, you know, refined and adapted for blind people to enjoy. Like, the archery leader, uh, team leader was visually impaired himself. So, I mean, we were being told how to shoot a bow and arrow by a blind person. Um, yeah, it was just crazy. It was super, super fun. Really, for me, such a no pun intended but such an (laughs) eye-opening experience to go there and um, teach these kids or get taught by these kids that there are just no limits like if you if you put yourself out there that you can overcome so many things but yeah I I can talk about this for days but yeah that's like the short and the long. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, it's extremely inspirational and motivational to hear that and 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 a fascinating thought that just came to my mind I mean you literally just described a situation where the blind are leading the blind and and like is that a is I've never thought about this before. Is that an offensive saying? I mean, I get it They're saying like it's a saying it's about but yeah, <laughs> yeah is, is that an offensive term? I mean, you know what I mean? Well,
1: uh, I, I don't take offense to that because that was literally what was happening. The cool yeah. thing about Camp Bloomfield was I think 70% of the staff were blind or visually impaired. Wow. And we ran everything like we ran all the activities, the campfires, the <laughs> everything. And no one died. No one got injured so
2: that's great (laughs) i think we did a good job jason what what your experiences were i think is also kind of the same experiences in a way that kevin and i had from you know working at camps and stuff is you know yeah it was different you know we weren't necessarily dealing with blind or different you know challenges Mm -hmm. you know and everything but we still got to you know there there may have been that kid that was homesick or something Mm -hmm. you know that we were able to help, you know, and make them realize, hey, you know, this is fun, this is stuff that I can do. I I get kind of the the experience that you're getting as well from that. Yeah.
1: And you know what, um, John? this thing is, like, if you're going to a camp or an event as the only blind kid, it's it's really awkward and you feel like, Mm. I don't know how to explain it. It's, like, super weird. It's not fun. You don't really want to be there. Singled out. yeah, everyone's gonna stare at me. And what if mm. I make a mistake? What if I walk into a wall or trip? And mm. for these kids going to Camp Bloomfield and knowing that they're not the only ones there, oh my goodness, they were like freaking blossoming. Just like <laughs> they didn't have a care in the world. They could make mistakes. No one was like criticizing them. It, it for me, my for myself, it was just such a freeing experience. You know to to be able to just be there and be yourself and not worry about criticism. And ugh, man, it's just such a great, great, great camp.
0: Uh, yeah, to John's point and, and what you're describing, Jason, is that summer camp, you know, whatever the camp is, there's a chance to overcome challenges and to form For sure. a community and to, to come out of your shell. And so the fact that you that this camp has uh, provided that for a very specific set of people who don't otherwise get this opportunity, ah, it's just magical. It's just so cool to hear and really really warms my heart. Mm-hmm. So uh, say the name of the camp again just to give it, give it a, a free plug.
1: It's Camp Bloomfield, and it's hosted by Wayfinder Family Services each year.
0: Great, great. Well, um, thanks for letting us know about that experience. And uh, we're going to squeeze as much out of you as we can, Jason, because now we're going to make you quizzes about beat (laughs) baseball, okay? (laughs) It's time to take a quiz or two. Like a genius podcast doing this for you. You may fail, but it ain't no lie. Baby, it's quiz time really want this quiz to be tough I just want to pass one because I failed enough might sound crazy but it ain't no lie Baby, it's quiz time What do you think, John? You gonna win? Am I gonna win? National Beat Baseball five-question quiz Beat Baseball five-question quiz <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: you seem to already know more than I do, so... <laughs> uh,
0: I did, yeah, you're right. I have watched the video, so I, I've cheated a little bit in that sense, but... Um, I guess that means I'm the, you're the underdog in this situation, John. Um, all right, Jason, you, re- you ready to do this? You got five questions for us, right?
1: Give me one second. Okay. I have a question for you guys. Okay. Okay. So this is, this is number one? This is question number one. When was the first Beep Baseball World Series held? 1965, 1975, 1985, 1995.
0: First Beat Baseball World Series. 65, 75, 85, 95. Wow, John, you have any any
2: instinctual gut guess? I want to say 85. I feel like the 70s into the 80s was kind of when, you know, like Special Olympics and stuff kind of really started. That's pretty decent logic,
0: actually. I, you know, my thought is, look, this is my experience, but this is so new to me. That I'm that I'm tempted to just choose the most recent date of 95. I'd be man, I'd be surprised if it's been around since the 60s. But <laughs> I'm gonna choose, I'm gonna choose 95, John. It sounds like you're choosing 85, right? Yep. Okay, Jason, how do we do? <laughs> <laughs> Both of us? Double and yeah,
1: double. Oh my band. gosh. So it was in 1975. Oh wow. In St. Paul, Minnesota, and the winner of that championship was the St. Paul Gorillas. <laughs>
0: The St. Paul Gorillas. Oh, I want a, I want a St. Paul Gorilla shirt. Does that team even exist anymore? No, they don't. <laughs> oh, I, I want a shirt. I want a shirt. <laughs> uh,
1: interesting fact. Like, okay, so that was the first World Series was in 1975, but uh-huh. the game was invented in the late 60s. So it's been around for decades.
0: Wow, that's amazing to me. And by the way, I meant to share this in the opening. The, the way this came on my radar was um, during the... MLB All Star Game, Major League Baseball All Star Game. I, I subscribed to all kinds of email lists. They emailed out a PDF pamphlet of like a, of the program for the All Star Game that I got Ooh. to look through. And National Beat Baseball, I believe, pulled out a, a, a full page ad. And I was that's like, What right, is yeah. what is Beat Baseball? That is literally what. So advertising worked on me. I was I, that's how I discovered <laughs> it. And to me, I was like, Oh, this this sport was invented like three days ago, probably. Like you know, <laughs> so to hear that it's decades old, that is amazing. I'm, I'm so yeah. fascinated by that. Cool. It's pretty
1: cool because uh, the MBBA, they took out that full page ad for the All-Star Week. But mm-hmm. our team, the San Gabriel Valley Panthers, we're based in Pasadena. We actually got invited to do a little exhibition game at the LA Convention Center during All-Star Week. So, so we good. went out there and showed the people how it's done. And yeah, it's pretty cool. To just get hey, some exposure.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say your marketing and your outreach team, which includes you, you you are doing a great job because the word is spreading. Yeah. So, um, uh, all right, well, we we are off to an, a, an epic failure of a start. We're zero for one, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we're ready for number two. If you are Jason,
1: okay. So, how many beep baseball teams are registered on the National Beep Baseball Association's website? Ten plus, twenty plus, thirty plus. Or 40
0: plus. How many are officially registered? How many teams for NBBA? 10, 20, 30, or 40 in that r- 10 plus, 20 plus, 30 plus, 40
2: plus. Technically, if you choose 10 plus, then you get it right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna, Okay, John, sorry. John, John's going <laughs> okay. to semantic you to semantic Jason. 10 to 20, 20 to 30, 30
0: to 40, 40, up. John's like, I know what I'm choosing. <laughs> uh, plus.
2: Wow, I'll I, do the... Go ahead. I'm going to do the 40 plus. I know because I, I, I mean, there's already at least two teams in Indy or in Indiana. Do you want to tell us
0: how you know that fact, John? By the way, about the indie teams.
2: Oh yeah, you, you should listen to the pre-show.
0: Yeah, we we should. We should, but let's not dangle the carrot too much. Like what? Well, <laughs> there's the last champion was an an indie team, right?
2: Yep. Or oh, an Indiana and, team, and then the previous five years was the team from Indy.
0: Yeah. So. It's a powerhouse. Indy, Indy is a powerhouse in MBBA. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I just want to be optimistic, I want to choose 40 plus also and hope that it's that many. Um, So I'm going to choose the same thing that John chose, 40 plus. Oh, uh, guys. <laughs> 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 double wrong but
1: double wrong yeah it's there's 36 teams registered right now oh.
0: yeah well, i am going to register four teams right now and it's and then our, and then we're going to get this instead <laughs> <laughs> 36 so, teams all right yeah so so
1: these teams are registered and they they pay their yearly dues to be a part of NBBA and have voting rights But there were only seventeen teams at the World Series this year.
0: Does that just have to do with kind of travel and being able to afford to send a team, kind of deal, or?
1: Yeah, so all of the 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 teams are have to get donations and like it's very volunteer heavy. We rely Mm -hmm. most uh, heavily on volunteers to help us out, and you know people to offer sighted people, the pitcher, the catcher, the spotters, the base umpires to make all of this happen so yeah it's it's very difficult to actually get a team out to the world series our team in pasadena started in 2018 and we only managed to get the team out there this year in 2022 funding mm. um volunteers so yeah i mean it's it's a big task but we do it well I'm, I'm, we love it I,
0: I was gonna say i'm glad that you did get that your team out there mm-hmm. um I think I may have just found my next volunteer opportunity because if I can be a part of this or volunteer, if I grew up playing baseball, I'm in a softball league currently, so I know how to throw a ball. Uh, so awesome. I, I would love to be a part of it. And, and um, you know, either now or at some point in this episode, would love to give some info for anyone listening to this about how they can get involved and support. So it's up to you if you want to talk about that now, yes. if you'd rather save it for the end.
1: Um, I have a, actually some questions. If I talk about what I want okay. to talk about, I'm going to give away the questions, but I'd love <laughs> so to stay
0: tuned, yeah. stay tuned for information about how you can be involved. All right. So, uh, we are both over two. So the epic failure continues. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how bad we can do with, uh, with number three.
1: Okay. How much does a beep baseball weigh? A quarter pound, four ounces, half a pound, eight ounces, three quarters of a pound, 12 ounces, or one pound, 16 ounces
0: all right how much does a beat baseball weigh four eight uh 12 or 16 ounces and 16 Mm. ounces is a full pound so i almost asked a question close to this at the beginning about the size of the ball and Mm. i also have the advantage where i've seen video of this so i have a generic size in mind
2: is it? between baseball and softball in size, or?
0: Yeah, I, I'll be fair to you, John, that, but at least in my memory, now this could be wrong, my memory was, it was much closer to a softball size. So it's not, it wasn't small like a baseball, if my, again, if my memory serves correct. And my take is, I think it, I think it might be bigger than a softball. So it's up to you how much you want to trust my memory, John, and, when, and, and, and you conducting your, and you choosing your answer. A pound seems pretty heavy. I'm trying to. I'm trying to envision holding a pound. Think think
2: a can and a half of pop, give or take.
0: That's what a pound is. I this is this is a tough one, and and, and I'm glad that it's a tough one. I'm going to stick with my. I'm going to. I'm going to say eight ounces. What are you thinking, John? I'm going to go with twelve. Eight and twelve. <laughs> How do we do, Jason? Are we double wrong?
1: Double wrong.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! This is fantastic. This is, a, this is this is great. So what is it? It weighs a pound. It's a full pound. Ounces.
1: Just for reference, a uh, standard MLB baseball. I googled this weighs five ounces. So <laughs>
2: imagine <Okay. laughs> a little bit more than double.
0: Yeah, that is a good uh, that is a good reference point. Um, okay, so it's got it's got some weight to it then.
2: Yeah,
1: remember it, it's. 12 or 14 inch softball so it's a bigger softball um that the the company that makes the balls like buy the skins and then they fill it up with this little beeping device and all of the you know protection for it not to break every time you hit it but they still do break um sure yeah so it's it's a pretty heavy ball yeah for sure
2: (laughs) i mean just to give some more reference a softball weighs at most seven ounces
0: yeah because the softball for as big as it is is actually pretty light compared to the way it looks mm. seven ounces so it's still double that if I was a play if I was playing in this league and I broke one of those balls I would I would take it home and frame it it would be like yeah I busted this thing wide open <laughs>
2: you know? the, the bad thing to that though Kevin is you may not be able to put the pin back in
0: that's a good point and then it'll never <laughs> stop beeping all right quick quick side story because i did do this in high school we didn't have a pole vaulting coach but i was a pole vaulter my brother and i and a couple friends we they let us get the mats out to be honest that that was not a good idea because that is a this is actually a dangerous sport is pole vaulting yeah and at one of my meets I went up for my vault and I landed on top of the bar and it fell straight down with me, landed on the back. I cracked the bar in half. And this happened to be <laughs> at the school that my dad was the athletic director of. So I got to take home that snapped in half. <laughs> vault. <laughs> and I kept it's, it's trash now, but it was in my backyard for like the rest of my high school career. It was, it was my pride and joy. Don't want to like kill your
1: dreams of like framing your broken ball, but we go through about five or six balls at practice.
0: Okay. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> it, you're saying it's pretty common.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. If you hit that ball on the speaker, it's it's toast. Like. Okay. Yeah. There's just no stopping that from from happening. And at uh, uh, the MBBA at the World Series, the MBBA orders 200 balls from the Denver Denver People um, Company to have okay. on hand because you might go through 200 balls in a single World Series.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to get a, a pretty big trophy case is what you're telling me with yeah. the amount of broken beat baseballs <laughs> I <have> on display. <laughs>
2: Kevin, it's not going to be that big. You're, you're not going to hit that many.
0: I'm not going <laughs> to hit that oh. many.
1: Let's, yeah, let's be, let's be real. Let's be real. Okay, since I didn't want to give away you know, uh, the question, you know, because you know the ball's that heavy, right? So it mm-hmm. weighs a pound. It's pretty, pretty hefty, girl. So, mm-hmm. um, the pitcher is 25 feet away from the batter. So if you're volunteering, it's, oh. it's, it's scary, but, uh, we do need pitchers.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Here's a question is, cause I guess if you're throwing underhand, this presents a difficulty, but you know, they, in baseball, they have, um, like those nets that you can put in front of a pitcher. Like they do in the, they do that in the home run derby here where you put a net up so that anything that comes back, it, does anything like that exist, um, that you can think of?
1: Um, so some of the pitchers actually wear like the, um, catcher mask and Smart. the chase protector and stuff like that.
0: I would wear a cup, Jason. I'd be wearing a yeah, cup 100%. Cup <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, at
1: one of the, uh, Indiana tournaments at the Bolingbroke Bonanza, one of the like top tier teams, um, the Indy, Indy Thunder, their pitcher got hit in the face with a line drive guy no, broke no. his jaw it's it's quite hectic i mean it's it's intense and like scary but yeah sure. it's just
0: well you uh, you've put not, that out there you have not scared me away yet jason but uh but you can keep telling me horror stories and we'll see if we get there okay
1: <laughs> No, don't scare anyone away just no make no them aware. like if you're coming to practice to um Volunteer time as a pitcher. Bring your cup. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was going to say you're talking about something very specific here, which is pitching, and not ev- not every volunteer is going yeah, to do no, that. For sure. And and yeah, it's funny because if I do end up doing this, I p- I probably will wear the protection just to just to have it. I have you know, that's that's keep keep myself safe. Um, for sure. Great. Okay, so uh, w- we are both 0 for three. Right. We're moving on to question four. All okay, right, John. It's go. anybody's game.
1: How far is the home run line? in baseball 175 feet 200 feet 225 feet or 250 feet
2: Woo.
0: Can, can, are you able to repeat those for us jason
1: okay 175 feet 200 feet 225 or 250 feet
0: got it between 175 and 250 by 25 mm. feet increments okay so yeah, I'm picturing a, a baseball field is, you know, on average, uh, left field is, left and right field are usually more shallow, but they go from anywhere from three to 400 feet. So, yeah, 275, 300, 320, wait, no. 175. 175 thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, my memory is not great. 175, okay. 200, 225, 250. What do you thinking, John? I mean,
2: it's a one-pound projectile.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard to hit.
2: Yeah, but hard to hit that far. I mean, well, maybe. Oh, you're saying that because it's heavier that it, that it might that actually will make it go you further? might get a good amount of mass, but you know, with it, so yeah. Are yeah. you using wooden or aluminum bats? Oh, there's a good question.
1: Aluminum bats for and, the, the majority of the players, and the the favorite bat is a 38 ounce Black Max. So okay. it's a heavy bat. Yeah.
0: And these are Are standard, these would be the same, a a bat that would be used in a baseball game as well, just a standard baseball game?
1: Slow pitch softball bat.
0: Slow pitch softball, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But these bats that
1: I'm talking about now are 20 years old because they don't make them anymore, so (laughs) everyone's like, has like this notification on eBay as soon as they, Eastern so. Black Max pops up like it's sold within oh, seconds.
0: Oh, that's yeah. great. Maybe they'll have to start developing again once once uh, Beat Baseball starts to really oh, take
1: man. off. Yeah, that'll be so cool. <laughs>
0: um, okay, well, <laughs> I, I'm like I don't want us to go over four, but I kind of do at the same time. But I'm gonna, I am going to do my best to answer this question. I am gonna I'm gonna go with the least. Shallow option, the closest one. I'm going to go with 175. What are you going to go with, John?
2: I, I'm thinking 225.
0: All right, Jason. 175 for me, 225 for John. How do we do?
2: <laughs> Kevin, you got it.
0: Yay. <laughs> one for four, and John continuing the 0 for 4 streak. <laughs> uh,
1: 175. Yeah. Okay. And at the championship game this year, uh, there's a player. Um, he hit two home runs in one game.
0: Wow. And a home
1: run counts two points.
0: Nice. Okay. Got it. Because touching the bag gets you a point, but if you hit the home run, then you get two automatic.
1: Automatic two points. Yeah. And gotcha. interesting, cool fact. If you catch a fly ball, mm-hmm. you retire the entire um, inning.
0: All three. Is it three outs an inning like baseball?
1: That that's my next question. If you guys want another question.
0: Oh, I yeah okay. So this is great. I love that it retires. Uh, we'll move on to that in a second. Let's just let's just. Pro- okay, take a take a breath, Kevin. Calm down. <laughs> um, I am I am just so enthralled by everything I'm learning here because you know two home runs in a game sounds pretty rare because I wondered how many. Yeah, I guess I don't really have a question. I'm just kind of processing that. That's yeah, pretty interesting.
1: Home runs are rare. R- yeah. Pretty rare. I mean, it's not common yeah, for someone to hit a home run. So when, when they do, it's like a major celebration, even if it's the opposing team. Another cool story is not this year, but last year, championship game, bottom of the six, like a freaking movie, <laughs> walk-off home run. Oh. The <laughs> Indiana Thunder win the wow. World Series. It was crazy. Yeah. It literally ended on a walk-off home run. Walk off home run. It was like a movie. It's like everyone's like, "This has never happened before in big baseball history." It's crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody listening better be writing the script right now. It's already written for you. Somebody better start developing this into a screenplay. <laughs>
2: that is fantastic. Your next project, Kevin. I know. Maybe it's my next project.
0: <laughs> Documentary film this. This is this is. I am I am in I am in love with this whole idea. Um, so I I am curious about catching the ball, which you already kind of described. But let's um, if you're ready to, let's move on to the to the last question, and then maybe it'll come in naturally there. So, uh, so you ready to give us number five?
1: Cool. Okay. So, how many innings does a beep baseball game last? Okay. Three innings, six innings, nine innings, or twelve innings?
0: So, I, th- Jason, I think you may have accidentally spoiled this question for us. Not to, mm. say, not to, not to call you out, oh, but I'm pretty I sure I heard you say mm. the bottom of the sixth inning, and I was say, okay, so they must play six <laughs> inning, which, which is yeah. P- okay. Well. Which is pretty incredible that you managed to go the whole time. But I'm going to guess it's six. And I'm <laughs> going to guess you. <laughs>
1: Six you innings. We finally got one, John.
0: you got one, John. Good job. Is that the last question, Jason? Yeah, that was the last question. Okay, because <laughs> oh, I thought. Oh, <laughs> Oh, so I asked earlier how many outs per inning. Is that part of the answer to this, though? Oh, sorry.
1: It's three outs per inning, but you get four strikes instead of three. And a pass ball. Sorry. Gotcha,
0: yeah. gotcha Okay, yeah. four, four strikes instead of threes oh, Just to mm-hmm. go over that again si- Six innings,
1: mm-hmm.
0: three outs per inning So that's, yep. that's normal But yep. you, can, you can swing and you can swing and miss four times, right? Yeah,
1: we have four strikes and one pass ball We can take one pass ball So you that can take- you can hear the ball coming at you So that you can time the cadence and the beep and all that stuff
2: What if the pitcher hits you? Oh,
0: good question
1: Mm, nothing I think that is a bad pitch I don't think that I've had that happen to me so I can't really give you that answer
2: well n- the next time you play just step out in front and see what happens <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just take how, one for the
1: team, Jason. <laughs> how about next next time we have practice, um, or you come out and then we'll blindfold you and you take a hit with a one pound ball,
2: <laughs> Kevin? Since so, so you only live a mile or so from Jason, I'll, I'll, I'll pass that one on to you. Okay, I'll take one for
0: the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and then, so I was very fascinated by this rule, which is if you catch a ball, no matter how, if you had zero outs, you just knocked out all three outs, correct? Yeah.
1: Retire the entire team, yeah.
0: I would imagine that is insanely difficult to do, to catch a fly ball. Is am I am I correct in that thinking?
1: I'm pretty sure it's never happened at the World Series, at a actually a game. Okay. But it has happened in practices where people just by luck catch the ball or it hits them in the chase and then they just you know, catching their hand or and a bunch of times, like people have been hit by the ball, they fumble it and then it falls. It's like, wow, yeah. almost did it. <laughs>
0: that was, that was part of going to be part of my question is how often are, are not, you mentioned the pitcher potentially getting hit because how close they are, but how often are just the fielders getting hit by a ball?
1: So that's actually what you're trying to do as a fielder. Like, the ball, you hear, obviously, hear the, the cadence set, ready, ball, you hear the ball getting hit. And then the spotter in the field. So you have a spotter, a sighted spotter, in the right hand and on the left hand side of the field. Okay. So then either the left hand or the right hand spotter would call a number from one to five. Just to explain this quickly. So directly down the center of the field, that's number one. And then, like pie slices out, two, three, four, five would okay. be, you know, down the um, baselines.
0: These are defenders. These are players, right? That's their assigned a number? Okay, got it.
1: Yeah, so then they would like shout, three, and then you know it's a short ball, or three, it's a pop fly. So then you have to like figure out, okay, it's coming at me. You hear the beeping ball coming at you, and then you dive in front of it and block it with your body. So you take hits the whole day. Like your knees are busted up, your ribs are sore. Sometimes your face gets, (laughs) you know, (laughs) But yeah, it's super fun. So yeah, you get hit a lot, but like with a fly ball, not that often.
0: Not as often, but but I mean. let's say it is. Like you said, the example of three, that might be. That's basically saying this is coming in the air. Yeah. And and you can potentially be ready to if it's hit yeah. at high enough an arc. Th- this is a another question that came to mind. Do the fielders use gloves, or is it just bare hands?
1: Bare hand. Um, some people do wear like their batting gloves. Okay. And I have heard of people actually using, like, a catcher's mitt. But the play is so fast, you know, that yep. ball... You have to have total control of it when you pick it up into the air. So if you're fumbling it and dropping it, um, you're going to lose an out. So most people don't really use gloves.
0: And just to make sure I understand this, so, you know, because we're used to, in in baseball, for those of us who watch the game, you hit a ground ball to someone, player fields the ball and throws it to first and gets the guy out. But in this instance if the fielder gets control of the ball before the runner touches the bag, that that's an out. Am I correct on that? Yeah.
1: So it's a race against the clock, basically like, whoever's fastest
0: there is no throwing the ball or delivering the ball it's control of the ball and and does that get um ticky tacky for lack of a better term like does that get like no i had control or no you didn't kind of thing or how is that judged
1: it's pretty cut and dry you have to have like full control of the ball you have to like hold it up in the air and say out it has to be off of the ground you can't like lay on your back and have it on your chest (laughs) you know you have to basically like have control of it yeah
2: Okay. So gotcha, so it gotcha. sounds like if I'm the owner of a team that's not very good then I need to have someone interrupt the spotters and keep them busy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> distract the spotters.
1: Yeah, yeah, th- yeah the base umpires <laughs> or the umpire. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know what that reminds me of, John, is uh, basketball. I don't know. If, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but that's literally that one. One person's job is to distract the person shooting the ball. So it's like there's you could add a whole other position of a. I forget what the title of that position was, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty funny. Well, Jason, yeah. I have learned so much and mm-hmm. I, I'm i left with like I want to just ask more questions and I just want to learn more and I want to go experience this and I, and I so hope that someone listening to this is experiencing oh, yeah. the same thing I would bet that they are um, because this is something new and exciting and and you've been uh, you just have done such a great job of of teaching us uh, about this sport so thank you for doing this doing your job here for us oh, yeah no it's
1: been great having you on <laughs> yeah I'm grateful that you guys invited me on it's always fun to teach people about the baseball and you know you never know when you're walking around in a grocery store and you spot a visually impaired person just like, "Hey, have you heard about beat baseball we We just want everyone to be able to share and mm-hmm. let people know that the sports are actually out there
0: so So what is a good way outside of the situation you just described of of seeing people on the street but like well how how can people be involved? How can they support beat baseball what What is your suggestion there
1: so for Everyone across across the nation, you can go on to nbba.org, which is a national beep baseball association's um, website, and you can find a team in your area or in your um your state or city or town. Hopefully you'll you will have one close to you. And if you're out here in California, um where we are based, you can visit SoCal Beep baseball or just Google SoCal Beep Baseball. Um, We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, everywhere. We have a YouTube channel, Panthers Beat Baseball. So yeah, if you want to come and volunteer or just... Come and have fun with the team. Everyone's always welcome.
0: Yes, and if you drop in that you heard us heard about this on the Lack of Genius podcast, you get a free koozie from us. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> um, <laughs> Jason. I am. Uh, I am someone who is very interested, and I'm. It's. It's. It's really a, a pleasure to to have met you and to be in touch with you. And I and we'll be in touch off the air because I would. You you invited me out to a practice at some point, so I, I at the very least want to come out for that. But uh, being involved in any way I can sounds like something I, I I'd really love to do. So uh, we'd
1: really appreciate that. And know. John, I could yeah. I can hook you up with the teams in Indy if you would want to go, go, go out and see a game or yeah. come, visit I, I, a practice just to see what fun. it's about.
2: Yeah, that could be a lot of fun. I mean, and yeah. I mean, I don't know. I know the Paralympics don't get you know the screen time that the regular Olympics get, but is this something that? People have tried to get into the Paralympics.
1: So that's the big dream, I feel, Mm. for everyone in baseball. So technically, eight countries have to participate in a sport for it to be considered. So currently, we have the U.S., we have teams in Canada, there's teams in Taiwan, and in the Dominican Republic. So we're trying to actively grow the sport, go out to different countries, teach them the game, grow teams. So hopefully one day in the future, there will be a beat baseball at the Paralympics. that will be super dope.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're traveling abroad to any of those countries that weren't listed, you bring beat baseball to, uh, to the country with you and let's get this thing going. But, um,
1: Please, yeah. Uh, and if you don't have a team in your, your area, uh, reach out to nbba or to us we can definitely help you find equipment and start the teams up because we're all trying to grow this and help out where we can
0: there yeah. you go there you go uh jason again man you've uh, you've knocked it out of the park for us pun intended there uh <laughs> and uh and just so appreciate you being willing to share your story and to be such a great advocate for for the sport and for blind people and for the for the community and um yeah God, couldn't have asked for a better guest so thank you oh. jason
1: guys thanks for having me have a great day you too <laughs>
0: it's the lack of genius podcast in your ear holes at last they don't know their are mars and venus that's why it's the lack of genius podcast
1: and then we'll blindfold you and you take a hit with a one pound ball <laughs>